Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished entrepreneur from the US, Mr. David Noor. Noor, welcome to the show. Ash, good to be with you. Thank you. Uh, Noor is a relationship economics advisor. He's an educator and an executive coach. He's the founder of the Noor Group. He's an author of 11 books. And all of you know, I'm very partial to authors. Uh, He's been named among the global gurus uh, and the 30 top leadership professionals, as well as the 50 thinkers radar class of 2021. So, Noor, let's start about talking about your incredible journey. When I was reading about you, you came from Iran with a suitcase and $100. And look what you have built. Tell me about this journey. Uh, very kind of you. Yeah, I uh, uh, parents are now retired teachers. Uh, they still live back in Iran. Uh, the old regime uh, had an exchange program where in the 70s we went to Kuwait mm-hmm. Uh And the new uh, regime came in and canceled that and called my parents back. And Ash, I got to tell you, now that I have kids of my own, I can't imagine what an incredibly unselfish thing to do to send. They realized uh, I just it wouldn't be a, 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 you know, I just have a much better life outside the country. So Mm -hmm. uh, they sent me to the U.S. with a hundred bucks, a suitcase. I literally didn't know anyone and I didn't speak a word of English. Wow. Uh, I was lucky enough that I that I uh, came and lived with an aunt and uncle that I hadn't seen since birth. I was a teenager, uh, f- came to here to Atlanta, uh, finished high school here, got my Eagle Scout here, went to university here. And I'm blessed that I've been able to build the, the American dream of a life. Married now 27 years, two kids. Uh, mom, unfortunately, passed away from COVID last year, mm, but dad is still that. alive. He's still back in Iran. Mm. And uh, it's been a, it's been an incredible journey. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, about the Noor group, tell me about the work that you're doing uh, in this group. Sure. So so my career is really kind of three, three phases. Early on was technology. So IBM, Silicon Graphics, Business Objects. I was always passionate about technology and mm. and. What I, what I was really passionate about was the business applications of technology. Yeah. Then I went to the consulting route. So PwC before PwC yeah. was formed. And, uh, you know, after my my executive MBA, I became president of a company and and uh, we, we merged and sold that business. And then I spent several years at a private equity firm. And mm-hmm. Ash, uh, I saw companies that set themselves apart from mm-hmm. their competitive peers mm-hmm. didn't just have great products and services. Mm-hmm. I saw them build great relationships, both Mm. inside the organization as well as external to it. Mm. And I said, there's got to be something there. So Mm. after the private equity, uh, I left, formed Nor Group 20 years ago, and we focus on intelligent and profitable growth. We're enablers of that for our clients. Mm -hmm. So through data analysis, through modeling, through looking at their business model, Mm. looking at where you know, not growth for for just sake of growth or growth mm-hmm. at any cost, mm-hmm. but where does growth really make sense? What mm-hmm. does growth look like if you were like a venture capital bet on eight, 10 ideas? You Correct. know that, you know, most of them will go nowhere, mm-hmm. but the two that hit are going to be the future of your business. So mm-hmm. where are those mm-hmm. and how do we nurture those and how do we build those? So we bring 
a a systematic approach. We bring processes, we bring capabilities. Uh, my business partners, our technology and and marketing practices. So mm-hmm. we help clients really fuel their growth through strategic relationships. Mm-hmm. As I said, really intelligent, profitable opportunities. Amazing. And when you say you're a relationship economics advisor, and I see that little banner behind you, help me understand mm-hmm. the meaning of relationship economics. Sure. So uh, the part of the world you're from and I'm from, uh, and, and for a lot of other parts of the world, mm-hmm. we build relationships first Correct. from which we do business. Okay. Unfortunately, yes, as Americans, right, or even Westerners, we're so focused on the business that mm-hmm. if and only if the business works, mm-hmm. we may ask about your family or where you vacation or what okay. do you do when you're not working. Right. So... What I thought about years ago was there's fundamentally two camps. Mm-hmm. There's the art of business relationships, mm-hmm. how to get a business card, how to connect with someone, you know, one-on-one. And believe it or not, there's actually a science. It's called social network analysis. Mm-hmm. It actually has nothing to do with Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's studying patterns in human interaction. So mm-hmm. why do you get along with some people and not others? Why mm-hmm. did you connect with some of your neighbors and not others? Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating. But Ash, it's also incredibly academic and it puts mm-hmm. most people to sleep in about 15 minutes. Correct. So so I said, what if we brought those two together? Yeah. So relationship economics is really the art and science of business relationships. Mm. And it's about how to become more intentional mm. in the relationships you choose to invest in. Amazing. And I would submit for your audience, every one of us on any given day, There's a whole lot of people you can call. There's a whole lot of people you can meet with. There's a whole lot of people you can invest in. Correct. Here's a million dollar question. Which Mm. ones? Mm. And how do you know? And how do you, as I said, become more intentional? A, Mm. you think of them, begin to think of them as investments. Mm. B, how do you become more intentional, more Mm. strategic, more quantifiable Mm. in the relationships you choose to invest in? Fabulous. Thank you. for Great response. And I know we'll talk about your books, but is one of your books on relationship economics as well? It, it, it is. This one, the green one, is actually the, the third. That's the, that was my first book. Okay. Uh, and it's done, it's, done, it's done quite well. It's published by Wiley. Mm-hmm. And they were kind enough this past year to ask me to completely rewrite it. And it's now a third edition. And it will be out in February of next year. Wow. And then uh, the other one behind me is Curve Benders. That's mm-hmm. the most recent one. Uh, but but the, all of my books, the, the common thread is this idea of not just intellectually understanding that relationships are important, mm-hmm. but really applications of relationships in various aspects of business and mm-hmm. growth and strategy and leadership. Uh, Ash, I'm doing a lot of work right now around talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you identify, attract, retain, develop mm-hmm. exceptional mm-hmm. talent? Mm-hmm. Uh, McKinsey published a great paper that said, you know, individuals who build friends who build mm-hmm. relationships at mm-hmm. work are much more likely to stay Correct. Uh, with the company, with the mm-hmm. team, with the organization. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of myths and misperceptions about relationships. Mm-hmm. One of them is just purely external. I, a lot of the work that I do is about internal relationships mm-hmm. with the organization and how do we ensure that people continue to get to know each other. And, mm-hmm. and that's where the trust and that's where their true collaboration is going to come from. Mm-hmm. Well said. 
So let's now move to another aspect of uh, your life, which is as an executive coach. Uh, mm. Given your own background of the corporate world, uh, private equity, uh, author, what made you select coaching as something that you wanted to be in? Yeah, I, I was. I've, I've always been fascinated. If you think about it a second, the the best entertainers in the world, whether in Bollywood or Hollywood, hmm. use coaches to. They're already doing well. They want to get better, or they want to. They want to raise the bar on hmm. on themselves. Mm-hmm. Great athletes, mm-hmm. great athletes. You know, from Tiger Woods to may he rest in peace, Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. had coaches, very yeah, specific right. coaches to yeah. work on the very yeah. specific facets of, and they're all starting from a really strong position. Where they mm-hmm. want to elevate. Mm-hmm. Regrettably, in business, somehow coaching is seen as something for damaged people. Mm. And I, I don't know about you. I don't want to. I don't want to work with somebody who's damaged. I, I'm not a. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not mm. a. You know, go. Go get. Go get professional help. Mm. So what I start to look at is how do people, how can individual leaders mm. show up and consistently show up in the best version of themselves? Okay. And if you think about that that question, mm-hmm. there's really three ways I know how to get there. Mm-hmm. One is you got to acquire a new skill. Mm-hmm. The second is the knowledge that you gain from the application of that skill. Mm-hmm. And the last is changes in behavior. Mm-hmm. So do I teach some skills? Sure, especially if you're a, a growing leader or the next generation leader. Mm-hmm. The knowledge I can't do for you. You've got to go apply that skill to kind of gain that knowledge yourself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the coaching work that I do is around behavior changes. Mm-hmm. And what I found out is that behaviors are not a switch. You don't turn on and off of behavior. Mm-hmm. You're either going to dial it up or you're going to dial it back. Mm-hmm. So I ask a lot of questions about that last meeting. How did it go? Mm-hmm. And how did you feel? And if I were to ask people in the room, how did they feel about mm-hmm. how you showed up and mm-hmm. the value you added or the contributions or the things sometimes leaders the thing they can do is say mm-hmm. nothing. So mm-hmm. so we look at a lot of their behaviors. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of Marshall Goldsmith. I was yeah. part of his MG100 program. And I love Marshall for the bad behaviors in leaders he points out. Mm-hmm. And the bad behaviors that keep leaders from being great. Correct. And those are the things I help my clients really think about their own behaviors and Mm. how they show up on a consistent basis, Mm. as I said, to become the best version of themselves. Fascinating. And when you look at your own background, you know, of multifaceted background, so many different things that you have uh, done in life and very successfully, how has your own background supported your own coaching philosophy, your values and your style? Uh, Marshall, uh, in his in his book, uh, "What Got You Here Won't Get You There," mm. uh, the entire chapter four is mm. focused on twenty behaviors that keep executives from reaching up. Mm-hmm. And Ash, I can tell you, I, I've probably made every one of those mistakes. <laughs> you know, from my own technology and consulting and all the backgrounds. Not only I've made the mistakes myself, I've seen executives mm. make most of those mistakes. Mm. So I, I keep telling my kids that I didn't paint on the gray hair, right? Mm. So and 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 there used to be a lot more. Yep. So you and I have seen a lot of different scenarios. We've right. seen a lot of 
uh, great operators mm-hmm. that that turn people off or fantastic sales you know leaders that are very good at what they do but they burn bridges all over mm-hmm. the place and mm-hmm. if you if you peel back the onion as i said the best version of every leader mm-hmm. is typically going to come from changes in behavior mm-hmm. so combination of my own experiences combination of working across multitude of industries across multitude of geographies gives me that broad purview mm-hmm. that I, I've, I'm blessed that I haven't walked into, I haven't seen what's happening there before. I'm working with a client right now that's going through a, a merger and acquisition. They're, they're, they're actually merging with two of their biggest competitors. Mm-hmm. And it's a really tense environment because for years they've been doing this and mm-hmm. now they got to do this. Mm-hmm. So again, my private equity days, we bought and sold 110 different companies. So mm-hmm. I saw both how to bring them together, but also mm. how to divest, how to separate mm. kind of teams. And so when I lead a leadership program or when I'm working, coaching them, I tap into those experiences. I tap mm. into sometimes those relationships, mm. uh, ask them, and I kind of bring them to the table. I recently, um, um, I like taking uh, some executive clients mm-hmm. from one industry to speak to leaders to visit with leaders from mm-hmm. a completely different industry. Right. And as you did the same, right? If I'm in uh, technology, mm-hmm. I go to technology conferences, I read technology trade magazines, all my friends are in technology. In yep. essence, I have a very myopic view of the Correct. tech space. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. looking at what's happening in industrial manufacturing mm-hmm. or what's happening in retail or mm-hmm. CPG because I don't think it's relevant. Correct. What I'm missing is there's various common threads across mm. all of these. Mm. Supply chain, talent, technology transformation. I mean, mm. I could go on and on and on. And and when you do that, when you look beyond your own purview, beyond mm. your own industry, mm. you broaden your horizons. Mm. And, and executives want to talk to peers. They want to mm. talk to other operators mm. who face some of the same challenges and opportunities. Mm. And that's what I do. I leverage relationships. Mm. To bring again one executive from Siemens yep. to talk to a cybersecurity company, mm. or an executive from Coke to talk to a travel company, mm. because what they do is they expand their oh. horizons mm. and perspective on challenges and opportunities. Wonderful, thank you. What a great response. Uh, my next question to you, uh, Noor, is on on culture. You know, mm. you are living in a very very diverse, culturally diverse country in the U.S. And yet you come from uh, Iran, I come from India. And a lot of us have been traditionally been taught that let your let your work speak for itself, right? Sure. Uh, a lot of us don't even want to talk about the work that we are doing. And yet mm. as a coach, you are, you are trying to bring the best out from them. I want to get your sure. perspective on how does culture impact coaching? It's. I think it's incredibly uh, impactful. Mm. Um, and let me let me let me answer that this way. Mm. Nothing replaces great work. Mm. And and I'm a uh, Ash. I'm a big believer that we're products of the advice we take. Mm. If you think about it a second, we're all products of the advice we take. So okay. several mentors in mm. my journey have driven into me. Number one, go do exceptional work. Correct. And as a coach. 
you're only as good as the quality of the clients mm -hmm. you choose to work with. Mm -hmm. And Ash, I, I, I want the business. I, I want to work with that leader. Mm -hmm. But not if it's not the right chemistry, mm -hmm. not if it's not the right environment, not if that person, I, I, I learned this with my kids. Mm -hmm. If they don't want to be coached, right? If they're not open to being coached, Neither you, me, or anybody else going to be able to make a difference in their mm -hmm. lives. So one mm -hmm. of the questions I ask every executive I work with is, are you coachable? Mm -hmm. And it's actually a, a, a trick question because mm -hmm. who's going to say no? Mm -hmm. But I want to see how they react. I want to mm -hmm. see how they respond. I want I want examples where, and if you think about, Ash, these senior executives who are mm -hmm. surrounded by people that will tell them yes all day long. Mm -hmm. I want an example of somebody who pushed back. Correct. I want an example of somebody who said no. I want an example of somebody who called them out on something and how they responded. And so what I'm looking for is, A, are you coachable? Hmm. B, do you want a coach who will tell you what you want to hear hmm. or what you need to hear? Hmm. Because I tell them up front, you're either going to love my candor or you're going to hate my candor. Hmm. But the only way I know how to be is candidly tell you that's that's not gonna work. That's yeah. that's maybe old school thinking. Mm -hmm. You're trying to lead in the post-pandemic world with pre-pandemic mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's not gonna work, right? So let me give you an example. Um, Gallup had a, a fascinating study that said preponderance of employees don't mm -hmm. wanna come back to a physical office, right? Mm -hmm. Convert the executives are struggling in building a culture remotely. Mm -hmm. So they want they want you to come into the office. So how do you do that? How do you bring employees in, you know, to and, and give them incentives or or, or kind of get them back to the office mm -hmm. where they don't want to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So so I, I I kind of I'm helping executives think through mm -hmm. if you're gonna ask people to come in, it's gotta be for the right reasons. It's gotta okay. be, and it's not it can't be just information sharing. You want to mm -hmm. share information with me, let's just do it online. Absolutely. But it's very difficult to have a meaningful conversation about our purpose and our strategy and solve problem complex problems mm -hmm. kind of virtually so mm -hmm. let's create a spectrum of what is best done in person mm -hmm. and what is best done virtually and mm -hmm. it's kind of in the past we had job descriptions that we would fit talent into mm -hmm. now i believe we got to find the talent that we wrap the job around them correct so this is the this is an example of a of a of a change in mindset change mm -hmm. in leadership style and behavior mm -hmm. that particular old school leaders need to begin to to embracing mm -hmm. and well, and so. mm -hmm. you can't do that culturally if you can't have that chemistry mm -hmm. if you can't be candid my last point here as a coach and you and I learned this culturally mm -hmm. you have to demonstrate mm -hmm. their best interest at heart mm -hmm. you genuinely have to care you genuinely have to want to see them succeed. Hmm. You genuinely, you know, you don't need the spotlight. You're okay being behind the scenes because hmm. you want to put that coaching client front and center. You you want you want them to be the governor or the president. You want to be in the campaign. You want to be behind the scenes hmm. and put them front and center. Hmm. If you need the spotlight, if you need the accolades, if hmm. you need all of it's going to be very difficult for you to be a really effective and impactful coach. Well said. Great response. So, uh, Dave, Noor, let's now talk about your books. You know, we did talk about mm -hmm. your your first book and the book that you're releasing in February. 
but tell me what motivates you to write and is there a schedule you follow? Uh, for your audience, writing a book has got to be one of the biggest uh, love-hate relationships I in the world because uh, it is, uh, it is, it, it's, it never, it, it's never easy, mm. but it certainly gets easier mm. because you get into a routine. Um, so number one, um, it takes me about four years. Um, back up a second. Mm. I often start with a question. Mm. Uh, I often start with a question that I'm that I'm genuinely curious about, and I start to read. Uh, I read extensively. I, I I I ask a lot of questions from every leader. I have regular conversations with my clients and the senior executives mm. and boards. Ash, at at some point, um, if you if you identify a topic once, you think, yeah, it's just a point. Mm-hmm. See it a couple of times, you think it's a line. You see it several times, it's a trend, right? Correct. And mm-hmm. when I see an when I see a challenge or an mm-hmm. opportunity across very different industries or mm-hmm. size companies or geographies, I see it in the US, I see it in Europe. I was in um, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and I saw it there, and I'm like, there's got to be something here. Mm-hmm. So I begin to research, I begin to have conversations. It takes about four years for me for an mm-hmm. idea to percolate. And at some point, you've read enough, you've talked enough, you've coached mm-hmm. enough, you've consulted mm-hmm. enough about an idea mm-hmm. that you feel like you have something to say. Correct. So I keep both digital folders, but also physical folders of these ideas. And um, I write up a, a, a letter to, to my publishers. I've, I've published with five different mm-hmm. uh, publishers. Here's an one pager. Here's, here's the idea. Here's what I think it is. It's viable. And I have the relationship with them that we'll, we'll set up a call mm. and we'll talk through it. And they're like, we like it, go. They send me the contract. And the physical uh, writing for me takes about six months, three mm-hmm. to six months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I, and, and you and your audience would, would, would appreciate the fact that I'm not writing Harry Potter, right? Mm. I'm not, I'm never going to get, Fair I'm it. never going to get wealthy writing books, books for, me are $10 business cards. Mm. They, they become an opportunity to share your ideas and Correct. perspectives. And hopefully, you know, my, my goal with every book is to provoke my readers, my audience to think mm. and to think and lead differently. Mm. And if I, if I can change one person's life because they read or, or one thing they read and they mm. tried and it worked mm. in their environment, Mm-hmm. Ash, my, my job is done. I, I'm 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 happy with with that effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I've gotten I've been blessed. I've gotten twelve out. I've got another seven in my head in various stages. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is it is a it is a it is a arduous. It is a painful at times. It is labor intensive. I have uh, uh, grad graduate students that do a bunch of social science research for me. Mm-hmm. I interview executives. Like I said, it takes about six months to a, mm-hmm. to a year to kind of crank one of these things yeah. out. Yeah. But at the end, um, you, 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 you gain an enormous sense of pride mm-hmm. when the book is finally done and published and you get to see the cover and, and, and it comes out because of the effort, because of the conversations, because of the research, because of the examples and the stories that are in the book. Mm. And again, my goal is, let me change, hopefully, one life. Let me change one person's 
perspective and 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 I'll be pleased with the results. Well said, well said. David, uh, Noor, we've now run out of time. So I just want to say thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your incredible journey and how you landed in the US with a suitcase and $100 and how you built such an amazing, not just business, but you seem to have done an amazing amount of work as an author. You, you seem to have you know, done a huge amount of uh, giving back as a coach. Uh, thank you for talking to me about your journey about your philosophies of coaching thank you for talking to me about your books i mean i know you have 11 and i'm delighted to learn that you've got eight more ideas maybe many more in your mind but thank you for speaking to me and good luck in everything that you're doing ash thank you for having me and likewise uh best all the best to you thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you videocast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.